sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. The greatest thing, the most important thing that we do as Catholics is pray, participate in the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. But that truth that this is the greatest thing that we do as Catholics uh, is not really what we always experience when we participate, when we pray, when we attend Mass. And why not? I think for many of us, not the only reason, but one common reason is we don't really know what the heck we're doing and why we're doing it. So what is the deeper meaning of the Mass? When we understand that, we are able to participate and pray in it more fully. And that's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address, Renee, is... Uh, ignition at sfcatholic.org. That is right. Ignition uh, at sfcatholic.org. Ignore the uh. In front uh, of that. uh yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not, not part. No, of the you address. just ignition with an I. <laughs> um, so Renee is Renee Kranz is my co-host once again today. Good to see you, Renee. Nice to see. you. Is everything you. okay? I'm just, yes. I'm just because as I was as I was as I was recording that opening out of the corner of my eye, I think Renee was starting to doze off and. Like, is everything okay I over just, there? I was just like doing the, this is what we sometimes are like in mass. You know, I've, uh, mm, <laughs> I've been here before, <laughs> seen it That's before. Well uh, I've, uh, years and years and years ago, I was um, interviewed for a, a recorded television news mm. show segment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was multi-camera setup, much like we have here in much our studio. Much like, yes, yes. Uh, and while I was answering... The host was paying no attention whatsoever. The host was looking down. Well, maybe they were paying attention, but they didn't convey paying attention uh, because they were looking down, taking notes. And maybe they're thinking about the next question, but I had no sense whatsoever that they were thinking, paying attention to what I was saying. Yeah. And that's actually something a host has to be careful of is that you're not so busy thinking about your next question that you're not listening to right, right, what's right. going on. So uh, that's what I was thinking out of the corner of my eye. Renee really doesn't. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, all right. Um, we're going to dive in. It's been several weeks, a couple months, yeah. actually, um, since we did an episode. So this is part of our multi-part series, which still is not a playlist, by the way, on the YouTubes. I just want to point that out. Let me um, let me get Brianna on that because I thought she had that. Yeah, I looked, I looked today. Are you sure? Because I've no, pretty... I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I think it is. I but I'll down. have Brianna. If it is, it's way down there. It was several scrolls <sighs> down. Um, so... This is, this is a multi-part series that you and I have been doing, unpacking the Mass, um, so that people can hopefully pray it, participate in it more fully. Yes. More consciously and more actively. Pray it, don't say it. Pray it, don't say it. Um, that's That would be the great subtitle for yes. this series. <laughs> um, so we, we, last time we did, actually the last two episodes were both on the preface to the Eucharistic prayer. Um, so yeah, what happens right before we say the song produce. So we, we left, we left off last time. Last time was the first episode of Ignition where I've totally overshot the time. So people want to go That's back. That's right. Want to go back, find that previous episode, 570 something, I think. It ends really funny. Really abruptly. Yes. Like, ah, thanks for <laughs> We're not going to do that today. That was a once and only time thing. So we left off with the song produce. 
holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts we talked about because, you know, the comma gets put in mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's referencing Isaiah and then the Gospels when Jesus comes into Jerusalem. And then in our country, we kneel. We kneel for the Eucharistic prayer proper. But if you ever travel abroad, Renee. They don't? Abroad? No. No. We, in our country, years ago, I'm not sure if this was before Vatican II or after, uh, to be honest, um, but our bishops asked special permission from the Vatican to kneel at this point. Uh, okay. So hold on a second. Yeah. They, the, in other countries, yeah. they don't kneel at this not, point? Not at this point. When do they kneel? At the epiclesis. Okay. Well, Please explain what that is. It's part of the anaphora. Thank you. Yeah. That you're, you're clears welcome. it up completely. Uh, <laughs> so, so we. <laughs> I'm so I'm so sorry to all of you who are listening. I know you feel exactly like I do right now. What in the world is that? So the epiclesis <laughs> is the part of the Eucharistic prayer where the priest or bishop um, uh, asks the Father to send the Holy Spirit to sanctify the gifts. Uh, so usually, sure, sure, sure. usually it's uh, for those who are watching. It's a gesture where both hands are coming down and the thumbs are interlocked. That's usually something like this. And a bell is rung. To kneel at that point. But that's what, so if you go to Rome, so this was new. Well, no, I, I, I'd been to Europe before that, I guess. Um, I don't think I cared then, though. But when, <laughs> when, when no, no, I, it's, it's German countries, Austria, um, people kneel at the epiclesis and they stand um, I don't know if it's before or after the, 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 the memory of faith, or the um, uh, uh, words, words, words. <laughs> Profession of faith. No, 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 no. No, the, uh, oh, for goodness sake, the thing right after the. <laughs> I love when the doctor is Holy memorial cow. acclamation. Yes, the memorial acclamation. Yeah, me- memoria fide is the Latin. That's why I said memoria. So, um, which is the right after the words of, of consecration. The mystery of faith. There. The mystery. That's what, of faith. Now everybody knows what we're talking about. Um, yeah. So right after the mystery of faith, so the, uh, reclaim your death of the Lord to you, impress your resurrection to you, come again, whatever. The mystery of faith. They stand. I can't remember if it's right before, or right after the the mystery of faith. So why did our bishops in America request that? So that we. So kind of, um, just out of a, a desire for that that we had to adore our Lord, who will become, and then comes present. And so to prepare ourselves by, kneel, even though, so kneeling is a posture, especially for adoration. So that's mm-hmm. why everybody kneels leading up to the words of consecration. Right. We are the people of the United States. We needed some extra healing, kneeling. We wanted, I think, I think it's just out of, there was a desire that we had to extend that time of kneeling. Sure. Earlier than everybody else. So if you, here's the lesson here. If you go to Europe, or someplace else, and you're going to church, which you will, of course. Just, just hold back a second, and then do what everybody else is doing. And I would say more importantly, <laughs> don't be scandalized because they're not doing it wrong. Right, right, right. They're doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's. We, I'd be like, oh, right. they're not kneeling. Right, and the, the other, the other place this comes up again much later. So we we'll get to it in a few future future episodes. About ten, about ten episodes from now, probably. Yeah. Um, during the um, right before communion. Oh, sure. We kneel down right. uh, before communion, and then while everybody else is good, and then we stand up to go. Nobody else does that. And some some churches in the U.S. don't do that, too. Uh, Elise is apparently where she grew up. You don't do kneel that. down. Right before after, communion, but after you get back. After we get back. Yes. We, 
Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen um, that quite a bit. Yeah. My personal opinion on that, that's that's a... So the, the, when we get a new translation of the missile back in 2011, we also got a new translation of the the general instruction mm-hmm. for their own missile, mm-hmm. um, which is just that the instruction. And the way that they the part of the instruction was translated looks like it implies that um, the way that some people read it was that you should remain unified in posture before communion. Well, we can't because the way that most of us do it, some of us are kneeling while the others are standing and walking. Right. So in some, I think diocese, I don't think it's a parish by parish thing. It's a, I think it's a diocese. I might be wrong about that. They'll um, stand the whole time. But they'll stand the whole time so that we're unified in posture. So after the Our Father and the sign of peace and stuff, they'll stay standing. Yep, yep. Through. Now, again, I don't, I don't, given the fact that we have a special... Uh, we have permission from the Vatican to kneel before Holy Communion. I don't think, I, I think that's a misinterpretation, a misunderstanding okay. of the text. But I know in, in Europe, they stand the entire time as is proper in, according to the law of their local diocese sure. in their country. Okay. So, FYI, okay. if you ever travel abroad, yes. don't be shocked if they Don't be not. scandalized and just... Give yeah. yourself a half a beat before exactly. you kneel. <laughs> do whatever else is doing. Yes, yes. I do have a question yeah. before we continue. Um, the uh, preface, the holy, holy. Yep. Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts. Yep. Um, the Sanctus. I always thought that was Latin, but that's Greek. No, no. Is it Latin or is it Greek? It's Latin. Okay. Curie. The only Greek in, in the Mass that we regularly is say the Kyrie. is the Curie. Okay. Lord, Lord have mercy. Christus, Christus, Okay, yep. so that is Latin. Yep, Sanctus, 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 Dominus Deus Sabaoth is Latin. Along with the Agnus Dei. Yep, yep. Okay. also Latin. Okay. All right, got it. Thank you. You bet. Someone told me it was Greek, and I was like, really? No, oh, I think no, so. You can gently correct their misunderstanding. Okay. <laughs> Will do. Gently, right? Okay, <laughs> so um, after the Sanctus, so again, we kneel. So this is, well, you don't have the, I don't think what you have has the in-depth instruction mm. that mine does. Of Probably not. People knew. So at this point, um, prior to Vatican II, there would, at this point, there was one, one option. There, there's one Eucharistic prayer, um, which is what we now number call one. Eucharistic prayer number one, um, also called the Roman canon. Cause it's, it's very, the, the, the Eucharistic prayers that are used in the church. Well, Roman, <laughs> The Roman canon is called that because it developed in the Diocese of Rome. Right. Going back to Gregory the Great. Now, other Eucharistic prayers that other Catholics use developed other places. Oh, okay. It's called the Roman canon because it was developed. So the whole world of Catholics does not necessarily use these same Eucharistic prayers. Okay. Now. Would we still recognize it? Like if we were in church in, I don't know, Turkey. Or someplace well, so to a Catholic it, church. The Eastern Catholics are the ones who have some different right. Eucharistic prayers. Are they similar at all? Generally similar. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, so, so you wouldn't be like, English. I think I caught came to the wrong. No, like the place. words of consecration are <laughs> okay. Are, are generally okay. Yeah, you'll, you'll catch that and so on. Um, you, you, there's also this, this strange distinction, right? So within the Catholic Church, there's all these twenty-one different. "Quote unquote churches." Right. Uh, we're part of the 
quote-unquote Latin church, the Latin rite, sometimes mm-hmm. it's called. Mm-hmm. So the way that we, the vast majority of us experience the Mass. But then there's the 20-some Eastern Catholic churches, and they have their own liturgical rites. Okay. The same essence, the same doctrines, but the wording, the the minutia of their their Mass, they call it Divine Liturgy, might vary a little bit. Um, so there is, when I say... There's Eucharist, Eucharist Prayer 1. I'm talking about, so everything I'm talking about is the Latin rite. Okay. The vast majority of Catholics experience it. Right. If it's an Eastern Catholic Church or if it's an Anglican ordinariate. Oh, yeah. So that was established for Anglicans as groups to come into the church. They, they have a, so for us, uh, there's an ordinary parish in Omaha. Okay. So if you go there, it's going to look like a mix mix between the masses we most of us experience it and the traditional Latin mass or the extraordinary form. Oh, it's going to it's okay. going to seem like a, a mashup of those. From Interesting. What I understand. Okay. So everything I'm saying today is applying to the way that most of us experience mm-hmm. mass. Frank, the whole series that we've been doing. Yeah, if you went to an ordinary mass, if you went to a traditional Latin mass, obviously there will be commonalities, but we're right. going with the ordinary form of the mass. Right. Okay. All right. So. Yep. Having said that, Eucharist Prayer 1, but um, after Vatican II, there were several others that were provided as options. So we now have, there's actually about 10 uh, approved Eucharistic prayers in total, but six of them are for specific need, special needs or occasions. Okay. So like there's two reconciliation. Right, right. Uh, and usually you'll two. see those in your book at They're often, your they're often in missalettes. Um, those are typically used during Lent. Mm-hmm. The four most common are... One, two, three, and four? One, two, three, and four. Yeah. Um, Depends on how much of a hurry you're in or the time of year. Yeah. Yes. So there's a couple of things. One can always be prayed at any any time. Right. And one, there are some options within one. We're not going to get... We can do a deep, deep, deep dive into the minutia of when you say what within the the Eucharistic prayers. We're not going to go that deep. Um, This is a meandering series as it is. Um, <laughs> but Eucharistic Prayer 1, you can pray any Sunday that could be heard. Eucharistic Prayer 3 can hear be that used one a lot. on any Sunday. Yes. The shortest is 2. two. Um, the, the issue with 2 is it, it, it oftentimes is prayed on Sundays. Um, but because of how short it is, it really is in, uh, intended is maybe not quite the right word, but it's best for daily Mass. I was just going to say, Bishop used it today. For right. instance. So, so here, because here's what happens. Because two is so short, mm-hmm. um, you'd have, uh, like, just in terms of the proportion of the mass, oh. the, the the liturgy of the word would really, quote, unquote, outweigh the liturgy of the Eucharist. Right. And they should be roughly proportionate. Oh, okay. Not, like, strict time. I've never timed I didn't know mass that. at little. Right. But that, like, just... It'd be weird if you've got a bunch, you know, get first reading and a psalm, a second reading, a gospel, homily, and then you, you, and then the Eucharist prayer, you're done in like three minutes. Right. Right. Uh, right. Right. So again, it's not sinful. Don't, don't go tattling on your priest. Don't go shaking your finger at your priest <laughs> if he uses Eucharist prayer number two on a Sunday. Right. But just in terms of proportion, right. it's a bit, it's more fitting. Right. For two to be used during the week. I could imagine, because uh, they can use whatever, whichever one they want of those three, right? Most of the time. Well, I, uh, yeah. I can imagine, like, let's just say maybe your priest isn't feeling well that morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's like, I think we got to go faster through Mass It's today. not. It's not a sin for him to do that. <laughs> right. It's more of, right. like, uh, yeah, you want a sense of proportion. Yeah. Um, you could compare four 
has its own preface, and you cannot deviate from that preface. Oh, okay. Uh, so you can um, so you can pray Eucharist preferred for during ordinary time, uh-huh. uh, but because the Sundays of Advent, Lent, and the Easter season, every those Sundays have proper prefaces. Right. You can't do it then. You can't do it then. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so again, like some people might get caught up. Why are you saying it's a sin? If I I I I don't know that it's it's just. It's liturgically improper right. to use EP4 outside of ordinary time for that sure. reason. Okay. Again, this is all liturgical minutiae and kind of trivia, um, but but this is just the, in the terms of the structure of the Eucharistic prayers. You had a question. And it, want, it wouldn't do anything like invalidate the Mass no, or anything like that. So we don't have to worry about that. Nope, not worry about yeah. that. Yep. No. Uh, but this is just to help you understand mm-hmm. more the different prayers um, so two, three, and four all arose after Vatican II. Two is largely based on a very ancient Eucharistic prayer um, from the ancient church, from the Church Father Hippolytus. Oh. So if you read Hippolytus, what we know, what he wrote down about the Eucharistic prayer, and you look at EP two, they're very similar. Okay. Okay. Um, all four of them will have certain commonalities. We talked about the Epiclesis already. Um, so all four Eucharistic prayer one, two, three, and four plus the other. Six that are possible for the Latin rite. They all have the Epiclesis, where the Holy Spirit uh, is invoked to descend upon the gifts. They all have the words of institution, the consecration. Mm-hmm. They all have the mystery of faith. Um, they all have the offering and the in- intercessions. Mm-hmm. So those are sort of the the different elements of what the Eucharistic mm-hmm. prayers all have. So um, yeah, so we'll we'll, we'll kind of dive in here in just a minute. But if you're just tuning in, welcome to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, uh, talking with Renee Kranz today about the details, the nitty-gritty of the Eucharistic prayer uh, that we pray as part of the Mass, all with a view of the more you understand, the more you know about the Mass, the more they are able to pray the Mass, and the more, therefore, that it will bear fruit in our lives. So, Renee, I'm going to give you a little, we're going to play Choose Your Own Adventure here. I loved those books growing up. I've, <clears throat> that's great. I have to say, I've been really looking forward to this part of this series because I have some questions about the Eucharistic okay, prayer. Okay, why don't we start with your questions then? Okay, so in the Eucharistic prayer one, yeah. in this second paragraph where you have, remember, Lord, your servants, blank and blank, and all gathered here. Yes. What are we supposed to be thinking about or doing at that oh, point? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, so it is. Because li- I have something I do, but I don't know if it's actually the right thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so remember, so this is these are the words of the priest. Uh-huh. Remember, Lord, your servants, and my version is N, period, as a name, and N, and all gathered here. So this is a time where the priest is at praying to the Father to remember, it might be specific people that maybe that this Mass is being offered for, potentially. Okay. Usually um, they just, like, the, take the, a you, moment there and pause. Yep. And so what do you, what do, you do? Um, I don't know if I want to say. Okay, I'll tell you what I do. <laughs> So it might be completely wrong, and yeah. <laughs> I would say this is there's another place in Eucharistic prayer one later where we're praying for the deceased. Yes. Um, so that's that what, one. I always kind of add in in my head my that's own names of the people that I correct. Yeah. That's what I do. So here, what I do is I I think of and I present in my mind before the Father um, myself. This is the first time I said this out loud. Okay. First time I've ever said this out loud to anybody. Oh. 
That's why I didn't want to say mine. <laughs> um, Jermaine and the kids. So okay. Um, yeah. So I, I, I. So this is sort of me remembering fathers. I'm coming before you together with everybody here in a particular way. I'm bringing before you, and I and I name them in my mind. Jermaine. So like this is a time because it says, "And all gathered here, whose faith and devotion are known to you." Yep. So is this we're remembering your servants? So these are people who are Catholic. Or just, uh, so, or just Christian and believe in God? No, I'd is say it this anybody? Is, yeah, so rem, so remember, Lord, your servants and all gathered here whose faith and devotion are known to you. For them, we, so for them, we offer the sacrifice of praise or they oh, offer for, for themselves himself. and yeah. all who, who are dear to them for the redemption of their souls and hope of health and well-being and paying their homage to you, the eternal God, living and true. So basically, this is the priest praying out loud for all of us to the Father, um, Remember us, Dad. And so we're just we're just naming a specific pe- people, person, group of people, whatever from our own lives. Yeah, there. Yeah, okay. That's I think that's that's basically what I do. I just yeah. wanted it like. Yep. Okay. Yep. So what Didn't the priest is stupid. doing. <laughs> what the too late. <laughs> what the priest is doing, um, because mm-hmm. uh, there have been times in the history of the church where the Eucharist prayer would be prayed quietly, and especially without any oh, amplif- electronic right, right. amplification, okay. you wouldn't hear what's going on. So the priest is really, in that case, is really, I mean, we're, we're part, we'd be participating with him, um, but we don't know what he's saying. So again, going back, if you've traveled abroad, you don't know what the, now we know what the priest is doing. Right. But we don't, if we don't know to speak the language, we don't know you what don't he's know saying. What, right. He, in this moment, is sort of presenting us oh, okay. before the Father nice. and asking the Father, um, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Okay, good. Great. What else? Um, <clears throat> there is, I don't see it in here. There's one, I think it's in the Eucharistic Prayer 3. There's one part that I don't know why. I think I've actually mentioned it to you before that has always kind of fascinated me. Um, oh. The make us uh, an eternal offering yeah. to you. Yeah, so this is, you're right. It's, it's um, this is in the offering. So this is Eucharistic Prayer 3. Um I don't, yeah, I don't know. Which is not in here, so I had to oh, do that yeah, from does, memory. Oh, it doesn't? Okay, so I'll give you mine because I have a couple copies of it. So, okay. So, Eucharistic Prayer 3, after the words of consecration. Yes. Uh, do you see where it is in your Yep. Okay. Um, I'm flipping to it here as well. So what's your question about it? So, it, it, well, there's not really a question. I just feel like that, the may he make us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect. So an eternal offering, like that's... I think if we really think about that, that he's making us an eternal offering to the Father. Uh, that's what that's saying, right? Yeah, so that he is yes. Jesus, correct. Yes. So this is the priest praying to the Father. Right. Again, the masses all prayed to the Father. So he has just, right before this, so let's let's back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the consecration has happened. Mm-hmm. The mystery of faith has been prayed. Right. And then Eucharistic Prayer 3 picks up this way. Therefore, Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, as we look forward to his, to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation offering, offering sacrificial okay. offering, mm-hmm. of, your, of your church, and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death uh, we, you will... Reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he, Jesus, 
make of us an eternal offering to you, Father, so that we may. Yeah. So it goes. So on. is that saying like, may He make of us in our communion with Him, yes. which we are about to do, make us an eternal offering to yeah. the Father? Y- yes. Is well, that right? well, may He make us uh, in it. Well, no, not you mean. Um, say that again. Say that again. Um, because it. I'm just wondering if that means like may he make of us an eternal offering when we when we receive him is it like at that moment he's making oh. an eternal No, I think okay. even if for some reason um okay, not because of mortal sin. Let's exclude that. Maybe I inadvertently had a cookie walking into mass. <laughs> um, I don't want to do that, but let's say I did that. Shoot, I can't receive communion today cuz the Eucharistic fast. Right. Jesus can still make an off an eternal offering of me okay. to the Father in okay. that case. Okay. So more of, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, Father, I'm giving, remember, because Jesus says, um, all those that he gave me, I, I'm oh, this is a whole yeah. paraphrase, I will offer back to him, I will give back to him. Okay. I will not lose any of those he gave to me. So Jesus, sort of as our big brother, presents yeah. us to the Father. Okay. Um, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Great. Yep. Great. Okay. Uh, anything else? Other I don't questions? think so right now. No. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Well, we have like, Two minutes left. Sorry. So, doing a deep dive into each of them, or do you think it could be just better to? Well, I think the ones that the that we hear the most are one and three. Yeah. So, I mean, one is long, but I think it's worth looking at closer. Okay. And like I said, three we hear a lot. Yep. At least in my parish, we hear it a lot. So we we can look at a deeper dive into one, one and three in particular. So I think just to look again at some of those common elements. Yeah. So I mentioned already the epiclesis. The epiclesis, again, is the, the part of the Christian prayers where we're asking the Father to descend upon the gifts that basically what is the bread and wine might become the body blood. So we'll, as we go through, um, especially one and three, we'll yeah. see that. But so, because it's, it's important, I mean, we know this, but in the Eucharistic prayer itself, we see the priest, it's not by his own power, obviously, right. that the bread and wine become the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. Right. It's by by the power of God through it's by it's it's the Holy Spirit particularly who makes that happen. Right. If you will. Right. So there's the epiclesis, and then there's the words of consecration with the institution narratives. So um in all four, th- th- this is and maybe this is just a good way to, to tease going to the next episode. In order for mass to be valid, the priest has to have um, wheat bread and mm-hmm. grape wine, mm-hmm. and there's a little bit more. New, new, but basically, meat, wheat bread, unleavened bread, and it can't be rice bread. It has to be unleavened wheat bread and grape wine with no additives. Okay. And he has to intend what the church intends, and he has to say. Um, the words, the of, words consecration. of consecration, right. and that's required for validity. Right now, uh, I might look before next time. I don't know that. I think it's just this is my body and this is my blood. It might be a little bit more than this, but that those words have to be there in order for it to be a valid mass. As right. long as he says that, if he did nothing else, it'd be valid but illicit. But we'll talk more about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, next yeah, time. great. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us ignition at sfcatholic.org with questions about this episode or ideas for future ones. Until next time, may God bless you.